everybody out there. Hello, moms. Hello, dads, kids, grandkids, cousins, family, whoever, <laughs> whoever's listening. We are so thankful you're listening that you've pressed the play button on Encourage Radio. And we are praying. Obviously, this is an absolute blessing. We are in a in a 90 days of better. Uh, if you're not aware of that, if you're listening, we're sort of um, we're sort of together as mom, dad, families. We're trying to be better communicators. We're trying to be better at parenting, being a better husband, mom, wife, uh, Christian, all of that. And so, in the room, welcome, uh, Raina. Hi. Hello. I am back. Of yes. course, with yes. you. You're. Yep. You're always here. <laughs> Hello, Jacob. Hey, 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 I'm here too. We are in the room and we are ready to have a conversation on better communication with your family. Now, here's what I want to do, Raina. And um, I've sort of supplied the words and we need your wisdom. Yeah, she's looking at me like, really? <laughs> but no, you spout it out. I mean, you do. All right. So, but what we want to do is I want to spell a word or actually two words. I want to spell the word listen. And with each letter, sort of give them a pointer. So like, they can write this down. And that's my, my hope and that this isn't just a conversation. Like when I thought about this um, material, I thought, let's give them something they can write down. And maybe they even type this out in Microsoft Word or something and put it on the refrigerator, put it in their Bible and a notepad or something like that. And then here's the two words. If we're talking about how to have better communication with your family, I want to spell the word listen. And I'd like to spell the word speak. I like how you put listen before speak. You, now listen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> now, we did talk about some of this before, but we we did not say that. And I'm so amazed. That first, before we were not amazed, but that's awesome because that's what I want them to get out of it. Yes. I want them to get out of what the Bible basically tells you now that we have two ears and one mouth. Yes. And we started with listen. Often we think communication is 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 more of us talking and being clear and then letting the person sort of repeat back to us what they heard, mm. if you know what I mean. So, no, it starts with both parties um, learning to listen. So, let's just, man, you did that, Raina. See, that's what I'm talking about. Well, it reminded me of the little wise old owl oh. poem that you used to always tell the girls. What was that? Oh, Sorry, I uh, didn't memorize it. Um, okay, let me see. Sometimes I get it backwards. There once was an owl who lived in an oak. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we all be like that wise old bird? Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. Man, I haven't used that in a while because the girls haven't been little in a while. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about how we can be um, better communicators with our family. Now, to be fair, um, this is also not just family. Uh, okay, what I mean by that is this is how to be better married, how to be better at being a parent, but it's also like it, it should help you be better at a job, better yes. at your work, just in life in general. I mean, think about this. So communication is everything, whether it's verbal or nonverbal. Uh, communication is everything. Like it helps you be successful in literally every area of life. 
Yes, very much so. It helps you in your finances. It helps you at your job. It it helps coaching. It helps in athletics. It helps literally everywhere. And if you're like me, it even helps you talk to yourself. You know, like it helps you have a better conversation in your head and sort of sort things out. Let's jump right in. So if we're going to spell the word listen and we're going to spell the word speak, let's start with the letter L. So if we want to be better communicators, here's the first thing we all have to do is we have to look at them with love. Wow. Very much so. Very much so. If you know, if you've never paid attention to this, what does your face look like when you're talking to people? Do you have the angry eyebrow, the veggie tail <laughs> angry eyebrow, the, the furrowed brow? Um, is this a is it a serious face? I have to pay attention to that because at least here at church, when I'm studying, I have a study face on. And when folks come into the office and walk in, sometimes I still have the study face on. And I can kind of see in their eyes like oh man, where's his head? Like what's going on? Is he hearing what I'm saying? So sometimes we have to learn how to look at people with love. Listen to the Bible. I love. We're going to give you a lot of verses today because Jesus is the master communicator and we want to learn from him. The Bible says in Mark, Jesus felt genuine love for the man, watch, as he looked straight at him. Mm. Yeah. What? So how did Jesus receive and communicate that love for that man? The Bible says he looked straight at him. Him. Well, I think it's more than I, I know that we have some literal listeners. Um, mm. It's more than just physically looking, but mm. then also, you know, looking at them with love, having that empathy to understand where they are coming right. from and how God made them. Right. If we look at them with love, like God has made them with their particular traits, their yes. details, um, the way they process information. We can be so frustrated whenever they don't think like us, process like us, go through pressure like us, that we have to look at them with love on how they're processing because they may see something that we may never see. Right. Whenever we're in a hurry, for me, I'm very strategic and I'm right. thinking, but I can possibly miss Right. Um, some other key factors that are going on. So I have to look at them with love. Yeah, so you just, you said it. You said it one more time uh, with the verse. Of, so basically what this verse is telling us is God gave us two things to communicate, eyes and ears. Yes. That's literally what he said. Sight and and sound is what he has given us to communicate. So you said it so well. Don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that because you literally wrapped it up. You have to learn how to maybe see their position or see, mm-hmm. which is why I was I was trying to be cognizant of when people walk into my office, like, what face do I have on? Yes. Because if I'm not careful, I can have that study face or or focused face, and it may not come across very well. Uh, so look, look at people with love. The Bible t- told us that. Letter I in spelling listen is we have to learn how to invest, like invest the time needed. Mm. Invest the time needed to do what? To listen. I'll be honest, that's really hard. And um, I think I've learned a lot about being a girl dad, but that's one area where I was definitely challenged as a girl dad. You know, not because girls are proverbially talkers. Girls are better communicators. I want to clarify that. My girls are extremely good at communicating. I often look at them even now and I'm like, man, I speak for a profession, a vocation, a calling, if you will, but you guys are so much better at like, stating and sharing than I am. And sometimes what it means to listen is not all conversations happen quickly. Now, let's be fair. Like you said, some people can take advantage of that. 
They know that you're going to talk. They know that you have to listen for a long time, so they'll just keep talking. And sometimes, sort of throwing in some rules here, sometimes you may have to set a time limit. You know what I mean? Like, depending upon where you're at. Just to be fair, there's so many little roads we could go down on that one. But learn how to invest as much time as possible. Uh, Listen, the Bible says this in John 2. When Job's three close friends heard of the tragedy Job had suffered, they got together and traveled from their houses to comfort and console him. Then they sat on the ground with Job silently for seven days and nights. Mm. Don't know that I could do that. And no one said a word. Now, we talk about that. That picture is actually hanging in my office of Job and his three friends and his wife. We talk about that. And we know that at some point they didn't give the best advice, but still, those are some friends. Like, Mm -hmm. are you willing to sit with, are you honestly willing to sit with your wife? Are you willing to sit with your husband? Are you willing to sit with friends and spend the time not to offer advice, not to come in with a solution? Mm not, you know what I mean? I'm not coming in to fix it. Like you called me over. I'm here to fix this. ABC, one, two, three, conversation done. Go do what I ask. You know, no. Are you willing just to sit there? I think many times that we forget that we have to pivot within the seasons of life, mm. that all of a sudden, maybe you may have a death of a, um, a parent mm. or something else like that. Well, if your wife or, you know, significant other or child has always been the same personality and all of a sudden something has switched as they process, right. are we willing to sit in that and realize that that is not going to wow. last for a long time? Wow. That may be a season. Mm. And many times in our marriages, Mm. especially at that 20-year hump, that 10-year hump, things like that, we think, well, this isn't the same person I married. Well, are you willing to sit within those transitions of life as they maybe go through menopause or trying to find a menopause, menopause or trying to find redirection of life or whatever it may be? It may be a season of sitting. Wow. Dang. So well said. Yep. Okay. So invest as much time as needed. Letter S. Again, we're going to work through these. Uh, when we, we want to be faithful to your time. We don't we don't want to rush, but I want to work through these and make sure you get some um, some some words on a refrigerator. Letter S in spelling. Listen, share feelings. I kind of already said this one. Yeah. Share feelings, not your solution. Now, I think guys are probably like this is their thing. Guys are fixers. Mm. Not to say that women aren't. Um, we have a staff here of of excellent ladies on staff, and some of their strongest abilities are fixers. But even as in that being their strength, they have still learned to not come in and fix. They 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 come in and listen. They come in and share alongside of. And I've learned from that. Um, as well, but I think guys are some of the first ones to come in, at least with their marriages, and and just come in and their wife is sharing something. Here's what happened at work. Here's this and that, and the guy's like, "Here's what you do," you know, boom, boom, boom. And sometimes that works, but most often, what I've learned, at least like from you, I know sometimes you really don't want a solution from me. Like for the most part, you've already talked it out in your head. You just wanted to talk it out. And sometimes it's just it's just listening. Listen to Proverbs 18, 13. Anyone who answers quickly without listening first is both foolish and insulting. Wow. Oh, that's the Bible. Kind of to the point, isn't it? <laughs> right? John 11. Mary fell at Jesus' feet and cried out, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would have not died. I mean, that's a legitimate hurt. When Jesus saw her weeping along with many others, he was deeply moved. Where have you buried his body? He asked, come and see the Lord. So the Lord... Jesus replied, Jesus wept. 
like that's sort of a goofy verse. I mean, people are like, what's 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 the one verse you memorized? The shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept, John eleven thirty five. But it's so important. Then then G, then the people said, look how deeply he loved him. Jesus is the master communicator here. He didn't go into answering the problem right then. He didn't say, you have no idea what I'm about to do. I'm about to embarrass you. You know what I mean? Like, you have no idea why I did this. No, the Bible says he wept, even though he knew Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead, and he knew how deeply they were hurting. Mm. He didn't come in and go, one, two, three, I'm Jesus, follow me. No, he just said, he, he cried aloud. He wept. He demonstrated that. Mm-hmm. If Jesus had to do that, and Jesus did that, you and I need to. So what we're saying again, letter S, is learn how to step into a situation of being a better communicator and learn how to share, like come alongside with the feelings and the the emotions, the validation, and don't automatically share a solution. I learned that early on in pastoral ministry with my first year and a half of counseling. I thought I knew all the answers. I had my master's degree. You know, you remember that, Rain, and people are coming to me for this and that, and I'm giving them biblical answers. And then they went out and did the opposite of what I said, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? But I learned that they really didn't want so much the answer. They just wanted somebody to walk along the journey with them and just listen. And it sort of took me a few years of maturity um, to learn that. Here's letter T on listen. Tune in. Okay, you got to listen to this one. Tune in to any fear or hurt beneath the word. Have you ever asked somebody, when I say this, what emotion is attached to what I just said? Try that next time. For for most people, um, psychologists and sociologists tell us that in terms of like um, what's called emotional detachment, um, what, what a lot of them will tell us is that one out of 10, I just read this the other day, I need to go back and find out where, one out of 10 people struggle with emotional detachment for whatever reason, trauma, difficulty in life, they just weren't ever trained, well, I don't, for a number of reasons. What I mean by that is like, there's a reason why people can't attach an emotion to a conversation because they haven't learned how to tune in or listen to a fear or a hurt behind the words that are being said. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, somebody may say something like, how are you today? I'm fine. Well, you can tell they're not. And so you have to learn how to probe and ask questions. First Peter 3, be sympathetic, loving each other like family, and be kind and humble. The Bible says in Romans 15, the Living Bible Version, be considerate of the doubts and fears of others. Like, thoughts, uh, words are formed by having thoughts, and emotions are always attached to our thoughts and words. That's just the nature of who we are. So whether the person knows it or not, or is unable to express it, there are still feelings and hurt and expectations attached to words because thoughts form that. And those thoughts, as they go through the process of being made into words, well, emotions are are wrapped in that. Right. So you and I have to learn how, and listen, that's hard to do. Remember, you know, my mom was like, you have to learn how to listen to what she's saying, not what she means. I mean, listen to what she means, not just what she's saying. And I was like, what in the world? So sometimes people can say things, but we just listen to what was said only, not what they meant behind it or what what's wrapped up in that. Well, you and I have to tune into that. That takes a lot of work. Yeah. 
and it takes a little bit of time. It's, it's kind of like a dance, but this is how you and I become better dads, better husbands, moms, wives. This is how we become better students, employees, bosses um, in every area of life. So you got to look at look at people with love, invest the time needed, share feelings, not solutions, tune into any fears. Here's, here's letter E. Engage them with open-ended questions. Here's a better way to say it. I learned that from studying just briefly on this, on what's called emotional detachment. Invite people in. See, see, solutions just sort of shut the conversation down. Here's what you go do, A, B, C, one, two, three. But inviting the person in to share, Proverbs 25 says, people's thoughts are like water in a deep well, but someone with insight can draw them out. Mm-hmm. What a powerful verse. I think that's so hard in today's culture because we're so busy. I, I, I agree with that. Um, but I also think there's, I don't think we've actually appropriately learned how to express emotion. No, but the thing is, is we process from one event to the next event okay. to the next event. That is true. And that we don't slow down in order oh, to engage yeah. them with open-ended questions. I see. Exactly. Do you see where I'm coming Ab- from? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like you're always kind of looking, you know, at the next base to run to. Because it's almost survival mode. Yes. Yeah. No, I get that. No, absolutely. So as a matter of fact, like, what does that mean? That means things like, well, how did that make you feel? Right. What were you thinking when that happened? What else could have been done? That's open-ended questions. There's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. It's discovery. Remember the proverb said he, a person who has insight can draw it out. You're trying to draw out what's down in there. We've said that about your kids. They are in the ocean of emotion, and they really don't know how they, – they know what they're feeling, but they don't yet have a word to maybe to attach to it. Right. One of the things I love, you know, watching again Rayleigh and Jacob do, and even some of these, some of other parents, they're they're all doing it. You know, here at the church, when when their little one is like doing something, they're like, use your words. In other words, they're they're teaching them a word can be attached to what you're experiencing right now. Mm. They don't know that. Well, sometimes we don't know that. We're not just kids. Um, it's not just specific to kids. It's even specific to adults. Sometimes, to be honest, it's hard for us to attach. Like, why do I feel this way? Right. Like, what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And they may not know how to, but maybe you were put in their life to draw that out. I mean, the Proverbs here is so spot on. So learn how to engage, you know, your husband, your wife, your, your kiddos with open-ended questions. Rainy used to talk, you know, she used to ask, what was your high? What was your low? That's a very open-ended question. But from that, once they list the high and the low— and they'll tell you a scenario, then you can ask even more open-ended questions. Mm. It's kind of like playing a, an emotional detective, if you will. Yes. Like, let me help you drill down to what is there, right? The Bible tells you and I that. People's thoughts are like a water in a deep well. And here's the letter N as we spell, listen, never judge until you have all the facts. Mm. Well, boy, every one of us, we did not go to law school, but we are pretty good judges. Are we not? Yes, very much so. The Bible, Proverbs 18, what a shame. Yes, oh, okay, listen, cover your children's ears, but this is the living Bible. What a shame, yes, how stupid to decide before knowing the facts. A person without with understanding gets the facts, and the wise person listens to learn more. Living Bible slash New Century Version. It's the old adage, never judge a book by its cover. 
uh, Raina even alluded to it, um, it, look at them with love. It's, it's maybe trying to discover what's the story behind what I'm hearing right now. Right. Like, and trust them. I mean, mm. I think it goes back to trust. So many times we're like, oh, this didn't happen and this didn't happen. But do we really trust that they had the best intentions in mind Ooh. and giving them oh. the benefit of the doubt? Dang. Many times we're kind of pushing our own agenda that oh. we don't slow down to say, you know what? You know, maybe they did misunderstand this and this wasn't clear, but normally they do produce in this. Wow. And I think a lot less conflict would occur if we would just learn how to slow down in a wow. lot of things. Wow. Did you write the Proverbs? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm telling you, every time you get on here, you drop the wisdom <laughs> bombs, Raina. Maybe you just really know how to interpret the Proverbs. I don't know. That's spot on. That is absolutely spot on. Okay, we spelled the word listen. We're being very good with your time. And there's so much for you guys to talk about. So my hope is not just to spit this information out. It really isn't. Right. My hope is to get it out so that you can develop this conversation. So I want you to see there's a twofold design. Raina already said one of them. We're choosing to talk about listen before we talk about speak because so many of you right now, you are so locked and loaded to speak to your husband. You're so locked and loaded to speak to you. Like, I can't wait to have this comment. Like, you can't wait to get things off your chest. Right. But in order to be better at communication, you can't do all the talking. Like you have to learn how to listen. Okay. So we're listening before speak, but here's the other one. I don't want to just give you this information. I want you to actually practice it. Okay. That's what we want from you guys. Okay. Here's, so let's talk about how to speak. Letter S, save it for the best time and place. Yes. Oh my gosh. I learned that lesson massively in college. So we were assigned a different roommates, which kind of rocked our little dormitory hall uh, because it was known as the preacher's dorm. So funny in school was the preacher's dorm. And um, there were some new guys that moved in that weren't preachers, if you will, because the school was at record numbers. And we all kind of got moved around. And I was like, we were all like, what's going on? And so the guy that I was rooming with just was not fit to room with, but, you know, and I had to have a conversation with him. And I'll never forget my, uh, what's he called, like hall monitor? RA. RA, thanks, Raina. Well, thank you. I kind of went to him and I'm, and he, well, actually, I didn't go to him. He saw me walking down the hallway and he goes, hold up, hold up, hold up. And he's like, I know where you're going. And I was like, well, then get out of my way. You know what I mean? Like, like I need to talk to this guy. And he goes, no. He goes, let me, let me tell you some basics about this. Like there's, there's always the right time and the right place. And he goes, I also know what he's dealing with. And right now is not the right time. And I was like, wait. In my head, I was like, wait, mm. you don't just go ahead and get it off your chest. The Bible says don't let the sun go down in your wrath. Like I was interpreting that like literally like do it now. He's like, no, there, there's a time and a place. He goes, I just want you to go back to your room and just pray and pray for the Lord to open up the right time. Well, I kind of understood that, but I was I was so ready to have that conversation. And I'm glad I didn't have the conversation because it wasn't the right time. And the Lord did open the right time for it. And it worked out so well. Like no one was upset. Like it, it worked out. Well, that's the way it is for you now. Most of the time, we are so locked and loaded to speak that we don't, we haven't done the listen part yet. So, if you do have a conversation, whether it's a good one or a bad, or it's well stated, or it's unloading on someone, it may not have the impact that is needed if you've done it in the wrong time in the wrong place. Yes. You know, listen to the Bible. There's a time to be silent. There's a time to speak. Ecclesiastes. 
Ecclesiastes 8. There's a right time and a right way for everything. So I, I know that you want to have a conversation, and you probably need to have a conversation with your child. And I think one of the hardest things about parenting is knowing that we got to talk, but then knowing, well, not today. You know, like mm-hmm. you're telling, not not now, not today, maybe next week. or And you, you as a parent, you're having to sit on that moment. And you're thinking, I can't let this disobedience go on. But no, we have to talk. So letter S and speak, um, save it. Letter P and speak, pray and plan. You got to have a prayer and you got to have a plan for what you're about to speak. Jesus said, I have not spoken of my own power. Instead, the Father who sent me told me what I should say and how I should say it. Proverbs 16, intelligent people think before they speak. Then what they say is more persuasive. Wow. In other words, put the mind in gear before you open your mouth. Wow. Yeah. That's what he's saying. And so you and I have to learn how to pray and plan. When was the last time you prayed for the conversation you had rather than just have the conversation first? Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, how often how often do we put a plan um, into action uh, for what we're about ready to say? So here's letter E um, in, in uh, Listen and Speak. Empathize with their needs first. Now, you think we've already said that with look at them with love and invest as much time as needed, share their feelings, not your solution. You, you thought we said, well, we did, but listen is the primer for what you're about to say. So based upon what you've heard, now you, the speaker, are framing your approach based upon where they're at with their feelings, not where you are with your agenda, hmm. what Raina already said. So often we come to the conversation with our agenda But you need to come at it. The Bible says this in Ephesians 4. Speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs so that it may benefit those who listen. Wow. Like, I don't agree with the phrase constructive criticism. That's an oxymoron. So, you know what I mean? Constructing, it means to build and to build up, and criticism is to tear down. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says according to their needs. You know, sort of meet them where they are. Boy, that's hard to do, isn't it, Raina? Mm-hmm. Very much so. But we have to empathize. Here's letter A. Affirm the positive alternative. Mm. This is where I think, Randy, you do you do so well in at least conversations I know you've had with so many folks at church, but definitely with our family. When wise people speak, they make knowledge attractive. You know, there's just some people that just have a way of saying things that you're just even though it might come across as like, I'm, I need to discipline you right now, but the way they say it, you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then like five seconds later, you're like, wait. And I feel like whenever I am tired, we don't respond quite like we need uh, to yeah. or when we're distracted. But I think um, just continuing to try to practice it. Every day, the mercies are new every day. Yeah. And just like whenever you have that pray and plan, you know, empathize first, you know, affirm the positive alternative, you know, that goes back to it's a brand new day or the cup is half full instead of half empty because we can say things and it just can make life feel draining if we're always focusing on the negative rather than the positive alternative of the situation. Right. And so many times change can be looked at as a a challenge, but change can be a positive thing as well. Absolutely. You know, so we just have to be 
um, to have that attitude of change yeah. that we may be pivoting, but we're pivoting towards a, a more a positive um, approach. Yeah. And you've said that so many times, like in marriage and so forth, you're like, I know you really want to say this. I know you really want to do this, but if you'll, if you'll look at it from this perspective and change, like, I know you could unleash and unload right now, but really what is that going to do? What you need to do is switch it and say, well, here's where we are and here's where we can go. Instead of like, you've always done, you've never done. Like that's not really going to get us anywhere. It makes you no. feel better for the moment to sort of unload that. Um, but but really, what you're going for is is um, is like you said. What's the end goal? Like, and how can I change to get us there? Man, that requires being so unselfish. Well, because you kind of want to get even. Like, you've hurt me. I want to hurt you now. Oh. Or you know, I'll just show you that you're not perfect either. Right. You know, just the the casual little jab, I guess you want to yeah. say. Yeah. And and that is just so much our sinful nature. Yeah. You know, that kind of gets there. Which and, is putting us aside, affirming the positive, mm-hmm. and and look at them with love. All of what we just said. Letter K. Um. Let, let's just mention this. So we're spelling the letter of the word speak. Save it for the time. Pray and plan. Empathize with their needs. Affirm the positive. And K. Keep calm and don't argue. Yeah. I honestly, I think I love the way this one's last because if we if we don't listen first and follow the L-I-S-T-E-N, then so much of me is going to be in it. And That's no ma- so true. Isn't it? And, and no matter how, um, no matter how calm of a person you think you are, still, um, still me is going to come out. And it's going to be argumentative to some extent. Now, argumentative doesn't always doesn't always mean like yelling and throwing. Argumentative could just mean proving your point, having to be right. Um, but you never would raise your voice. Right. It's, it's, uh, if you're a wordsmith, you probably could put people in their place with excellence and never lift your voice. My point in that is like arguing doesn't always mean uh, the jugular veins exposed and my face is red. Uh, it's, it's just that you bring a selfish agenda into it, but how K is properly uh, performed in speak is following the L-I-S-T-E-N, so keep calm. Listen to Proverbs 17. Those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. <laughs> what? And people who stay calm have real insight. What a verse. That is crazy spot on. Those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. In other words, they don't have to fill the space with their words. They're okay with other people's words because they know how to listen, and therefore they know how to sort of speak and respond. Again, a lot of information given. We spelled two words. I wanted to back this up with so much scripture. Two things I wanted, we wanted to accomplish, I wanted to accomplish in this, really, is we wanted to give you these words and emphasize that it's listen before speak, but also really, really, really wanted to give you guys something you can write down tangibly hmm. and look in front of you. You know, like if we're telling you, you need to eat better, you, you say, do you have a recipe? If we were to say, hey, you guys need to start working out, you would say, do you have a workout plan? And I think you should ask, be a better communicator. Do you can you talk can you tell me how? We're literally giving you a recipe and a workout plan, if you will, in the words listen and speak 
broken down by these letters of how to improve. So here's sort of my challenge. Find the areas where you're the weakest in listen and in speak, and even find the ones you can improve on. Don't just look at your weaknesses. Find out how you can make your where you're strong even stronger, which by nature will pull the weaknesses up, if you will. Wow, Randy, you dropped some truth bombs, and I know you listened a lot, and I talked a lot, but you summarized up a lot of points so well. And guys, we are so thankful that you're listening. We're on this to, in this journey together to be better and how to communicate better with your family. Any famous last words, Raina? No, I just, I love the outline, of course. Um, it's just something that we can kind of take with us. As This morning when you got in the car, I was able to, you know, that little reminder of scripture fell off from the visor, you know, that I got uh, from feet to faith. You know, this oh, is yeah. another type of um, points that we can save that, we can kind of pull out in our car if we wanted to jot it down and mm. to realize that um, we are always at work and that's okay right. and that we haven't attained. Even if we try to step forward and we feel like we failed and we blew it, we can continue to take that next step forward again. And so many times we think, oh, I tried to have my quiet time today and I still had a bad day. Or I tried to listen, but then all of a sudden this happened in my marriage and I was really trying to do better. You know, realizing that we have that opportunity to stop and just pivot and start over. Right. That is you literally put into words what the word better means. Yes. That's 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 our strategy. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. That's how we can become better. Yeah, don't give up if you've made no. mistakes. It's all right. Like Raina said, pivot, start over, start new, start fresh. That's okay. And that that may that will happen every day in some area. Every day at your workplace, mm-hmm. even if you're really busy, you think you're behind. You have to just kind of take that deep breath of, okay, I'm behind. Wow. What can I do different in order to move ahead? Wow. Good words. Hey, thank you guys for listening. We love our Greater Encourage family. Praying for your marriages, praying for your kiddos. You pray for us, we'll pray for you. And listen well, speak well. God bless. Get better at communication. Amen? Amen. Be sure to like and click and share. All right. Thank you, guys. Be blessed. Be blessed.